Hi, and welcome to the Production Values Podcast. This is part two of episode four of the Production Values Podcast with Lucinda Potter. Um, it's a really, really good chat. I hope you enjoy it. It's been fascinating having her in. Uh, hope to get her in again at some point. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Standby opening reveal sequence. Standby stage management for artist entry stage left. Standby VTQ2. Standby switching preset 14. Standby LXQ 1.2. Standby sound Q48 followed by walk up sting 3. Opening reveal sequence go. Um, but we've talked a lot about how you've got to where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know about where you are now, mm-hmm. but also aspirations, you know, what, what what's missing from your career yeah. right now. So um, obviously you're freelance, you've got the, you're still working in the venues that we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, what else do you find yourself doing? Um, I do a lot of PA uh, I do stuff with a couple of PA companies. Um, so that's, again, functions or corporates or mm-hmm. respectively. Um, but yeah, no, I am. Um, so I work in schools as well. Um, I've done some stuff in prisons, which is cool. Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's great. It's really cool. I really, it's weirdly. So before, before I started doing the stuff in prisons, um, I, uh, not I had to, but I did want to kind of talk to the guy that had hired us because with me going into, we were going into a, a male prison. Mm-hmm. So with me being female, I just wanted to make sure that that was, not that that was okay because obviously it shouldn't make a difference, but obviously the regulations would be slightly different yeah. just with yeah. me being female going into a male prison um, or or a female going into a female prison. But you know what I mean? There's there's certain different social things that, that mm. obviously may or may not help or hinder mm. um, what happened in prison. But anyway, so so I, I rang I, I rang this guy and, uh, and I was just like, I just want to have a little word about a few things really. And he was like, yeah, no, it's completely understandable for you to be kind of maybe a bit nervous or apprehensive. I was like, to be honest, I'm, I'm genuinely not really because if anything, I just, I just want to know more about prisons really like mm-hmm. the categories and what what categorizes them and 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 more kind of the style and where we're going to be in relation to the rest of it and how we get in and out like that kind yeah. of thing so it's yeah. it's I'm not ever I've I never ever questioned my personal safety because to be honest if something happened in prison like I'm in the best place for it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would, it would, there would, before anything would be an issue, I would have, I don't know how many officers and people and support around me. Do you know what mm. I mean? So it it would never, that didn't even enter my mind that I would be in danger at any yeah. point, but he just wanted to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. And that if at any point I felt even vaguely, um, just uh if anyone was being derogatory or if anyone was um even like if there was a wolf whistle he wanted to know about it or anything Mm -hmm. like that and um and that to me is was is it was great because going into a prison to do a gig is completely different Mm -hmm. it's completely separate like the just the the ways and means that they do things but it's i really like the fact that they do let music go into prisons and that you can have different kind of just because people in prisons are still people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether whether in there for one thing or another thing, there are ways and means to do things, and there are ways and means to treat people. I believe, and again, though this is a completely separate kind of thing, and we won't go into everything else. But I I like the fact that prisons do treat people as humans. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I very much like that, and I like the fact that I can go in to a prison and do a gig for mm. inmates mm-hmm. who have been really good or, you know, for good behavior or whatever, who have signed up to a course or yeah. who have kind of gone, I want to do this. So they've needed say four weeks of X, Y, and Z in order to get a little reward at the end of it because yeah. they've, they've done really well. I'm, I'm well for that. And I wouldn't have the opportunity to do things like that without mm. working for certain PA companies, which yeah. is great. The same with the schools. I love going into schools and doing gigs for kids. Although I like the other day we had a stage 
And I didn't realize that the kids were going to be invited to come down and dance in front of the stage. And before you knew it, like as soon as the song started, it was like a hip hop show. As soon as the song started, there was like 250 kids like running around screaming, like got, like round the desk round me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> and so I got the iPad. I was like, right, I'm going to go out front. But then obviously because I'd moved, then they got round the desk. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and we literally, we had, to, I had 20 minutes to set it up and then 20 minutes to pull it down before lunch. <laughs> and like, but the stage was in the way. So we had to get everything off stage, move the stage. Then the caretakers and like mm. facilities could get the dining room tables out. I'm like, what? So it was like this whole <laughs> other realm of changeovers, yeah. um, which I never thought about doing, even though I really love, I, I, I love the, the prospect of kind of helping people or being, being in schools and like, either educating or inspiring or just, mm. just bringing this different thing that, that makes people think or question other ways to do things or, mm. or that just really like gives them something really good yeah. to, to just like, take home yeah, and be like, definitely. Oh, today we had a band in, Oh, it was amazing. Or, you know, and I, and some of the kids were filming it all the time, which I didn't really like, but, <laughs> but when I, I mean, when you're at a gig, it's like, it really annoys me when you're at a show and like someone in front of you is holding an iPad up and yeah. recording the whole thing. It's like, where are you in the moment? Mm-hmm. I mean, like a couple of pictures. I completely get a couple of pictures. Yeah. Like it's it's perfect, perfectly reasonable. Take a couple of pictures, but to stand there filming mm-hmm. the entire thing, I d- I don't get it. I like, could do a whole podcast on this. I could do yeah. a whole podcast yeah. on audience etiquette. Yeah, at it's just not but and mosh pit etiquette. As well. <laughs> oh, yeah, mosh yeah, pit etiquette. Definitely. That's gone right out the window. Yeah, no, in what's the last going on? ten years. I'm going to cut this off. No, we're not yeah. talking about this. No, now. we're not. We'll do this oh. No, we're not. Time. So, so stuff like <laughs> stuff like that, going to schools, going to prisons, different experiences, um, and just generally being around. Like I would never have thought of doing, but actually now, as and when. So like I really want to go on tour. Yeah. more or I want to tour more so I've been on tour a couple of times yeah. uh, and I love doing it and it's great I mean it's it's hard sometimes but it's great and and it's and it's really fun especially if you get a band that you love yeah. and you could just and you end up playing with your best mates and yeah. that's that's great so as and when touring I appreciate though as well that I'm probably not going to want to be touring in mm. 10 years time yeah so when that 10 years time kind of comes and I don't want to be touring anymore, my aspirations are probably going to be still to do the stuff in schools or yeah. still to do yeah. something that means that I get a reach out in communities, I suppose, mm-hmm. really. And I can just sort of be going around doing sound, but bringing, bringing joy to people. Well, you know, well, you I never mean, like, know who you've inspired exactly. and what they're going to go on to do. Exactly. It's, so yeah. it's, it is just that, that thing of if I get a buzz from doing a show, and even, it was really nice, actually, the other day we went into a science science academy, mm-hmm. I think it is, um, in Birmingham. And one of the teachers actually said to me, do you know what? It's actually really good as well, seeing a female engineer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know what? I actually thought about because it it's an engineering school, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. do, you want, do, you, do you want me to kind of say anything? Or do you know, if, if anyone wants to ask any questions, they're more than welcome to. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Um, but people don't generally ask me, they ask the bands. Yeah. So, but I was like, if anyone does want to come and talk to me, please mm. tell them that they are more than mm. welcome to. Yeah. And I mean, they would anyway, cause they're kids. Obviously in a prison, it's a little bit different mm. because they can't necessarily approach me yeah. because yeah, of yeah, yeah. whatever. So someone else would, but, but in a school, obviously as well, there are certain other aspects that we need to worry about, about DBS and mm. all this kind of thing. But I was like, if if they want to talk to me, as long as someone's okay to be with me at the end, because I don't, I'm not DBS certified personally, but mm. I don't do enough work in schools for mm. that to kind of, for me to do that really, because um, they are expensive. So, um, so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, one of these teachers said, uh, it's really nice to see a female engineer. And I said, do you know, I don't mean to sound um, odd about this, but has anyone actually like mentioned it? Because it's something that I always hear people whispering about but they never actually say it out loud mm-hmm. so is it a comment that someone has said or is that just coming from you and she went oh no for i mean that's coming from me but but i'm sure like the it's it's like the kids have noticed but they've not noticed mm-hmm. if that makes sense so yeah. they know what you're doing but mm-hmm. they're more interested in what you're doing than the fact that you're female but yeah. it proves to the girls that actually it's not just about guys that engineer. Like yeah. you can be female engineers because there were a lot of males in the classes, a lot of a lot of boys in the classes. Yeah. 
and there aren't that many of the girls but then some of the girls were really kind of keen afterwards because they could see Mm. another female walking around the room representation is really important exactly so it's actually things like that even though it's really small Mm. it does mean because there is still obviously quite a severe imbalance Mm. with males to females and I'm not saying that that's um, that's a sexist thing or anything like that. It mm. just it just is a thing. It's a yeah. very male-dominated area. It always has been. Yeah. And I do think that it's not as much of an issue now as it has been. But mm. I think that's a very... It is quite an old opinion that girls can't do it because the fact that I'm female doesn't have anything to do with how my ears hear something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's not a physical anatomy issue. Mm. Like, there's no difference between a male and a female when it mm. comes to a sound engineer so I d- and within the industry as well everyone is as talented as everyone else everyone mm. has their own niche so again whether you're male or female doesn't really make mm. a difference but it does make a difference to some of the girls in a school yeah. where they see the majority of males seeing me does make that little bit of difference yeah. so that one day it will be equal so that one day it will be more or even it won't even be it won't even be mentioned yeah. so like the amount of times where I've gone into a show and then they've gone oh but the engineer will be here do you know what time they'll be here and I've gone yeah that's me (laughs) and then either there's been like a pause or a bit of an awkward moment (laughs) and I'm like why is it oh or people going oh so you're my sound girl for the night and I'm like sound engineer engineer is fine fine. I mean like you know that's on the cinder that's the the job Um, so you know engineer is, is perfectly acceptable all right, yeah, cool. Oh, so our lovely sound lady, yeah, Lucinda, yeah. and it. But I mean, this is various bands and yeah. stuff. But you, you don't. I mean, yeah, fair enough. It's a sound guy. But I mean, even if I'm a sound guy, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference yeah. to me. The fact that there is there is a gender that's attached to the end of it, I, I've never found that offensive. Yeah. I'm a bit of a tomboy anyway. Like, yeah. but I think you sort of have to be in this job anyway because you're with a lot of males. So mm. you do. It is like you, you can throw banter about. It is about like war off ducks back by yeah, the time yeah. you, you, but you end up like a family. Mm. So there isn't that gender issue at all, but it's, it's nice that if we do go into schools or whatever, that mm. I can prove that there isn't mm. yeah. an issue, even yeah. if it's sort of in a roundabout kind of way by mm. no one mentioning it. Mm. It's just, it's nice that they can see it, but it's not an issue because mm. by then mentioning it as an issue, it then becomes the yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah, because we were talking about <laughs> that previously. Literally, yeah, literally before this, I was like, all right, how do we unpatronizingly possibly <laughs> talk about the fact that Lucinda's a woman? Um, oh, you know what? Should we just let her, let, let see, her what do it? Yeah, <laughs> see what happens? Because, I mean, it, in my that, mind, the, the way is, things yeah. are now, um, there's no reason, there's absolutely no reason why women should feel put off by working in this industry no. at all mm. I mean the way things are now even if physicality was an issue there's no way whether you're male or female that you should have to struggle moving something mm-hmm. there's always <clears throat> excuse me there's always or there always should be enough people yeah. on site to be able to deal with that yeah or whoever's providing you mm. the work should ensure that if you have to unload a van that if you know you're doing it by yourself, you can do it by yourself mm. or that there is someone else to help you there. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. that's the only barrier. But, I mean, that's a barrier for a, a man or a woman. Yeah, yeah. There shouldn't yeah. be anything in a van that weighs your body weight. Yeah. yeah. Like, if something weighs more than, like, 30 kilograms, it's like, well, yeah. okay, but that's a two-man job anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, you don't... Like, even though, I mean, I, I, go, I do go to the gym and the whole... Like I, I want to be strong enough to be able to kind of do things as and when I need to. And like, so it's, it's a little bit of a, um, a two fingers up to the, to the whole system really of me going, well, I want to be, I want to know that I can lift this by myself, but it doesn't mean that I want to, yeah, exactly. but it means that I'm confident in the yeah. knowledge that if I need to at any point, mm. I will be able to, or can at least, you know, pull my own weight sort mm. of thing. Yeah. Um, but at no point, ever should you need to do a deadlift mm. with a b2 yeah no. <laughs> you know what i mean it's mm. uh, it just you, you, it's 
it's it's a two form four man job whatever yeah, 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 like yeah. if you're moving things or you know you, you're moving stacks or it's a heavy flight case you should always have two people if it's more than x if it weighs yeah, more yeah, than yeah. x amount or if it's longer if it's taller than you mm. you should obviously have two people on it so it's it's looking out for each other as well yeah. but but i do weight train but purely because i want to know that one i can lift properly Two, that I support myself and I'm strong enough to support myself when lifting so I don't injure myself because this is my livelihood. Mm -hmm. So it's more about my personal safety than yeah. anything else like you can you can do health and safety and like read these little booklets down to the ground of like this is how you lift properly. but <laughs> what does what does what does a leaflet tell you? Yeah. You need to physically do it. your muscles need to physically know how to lift. So then so that's why I started doing it. It just, as a byproduct is also really useful mm. that you know if i can lift something it really annoys me though when i'm carrying like a little like a little laptop case or something and someone goes oh let me take that for you it's like no no it's not heavy is it no really <laughs> i got this <laughs> and it's but it just and it does happen it really does happen but it would never happen so to be honest right i'm not a small female i'm sort of i'm i, I know i've got muscle i am quite chunky but like I'm quite tall as well. Fine. There are some engineers who are smaller than me who, and I, as I say, I'm not particularly big. I'm not particularly small either, but I'm just sort of a, a general average kind of size. But there are some smaller engineers, male, that if they were carrying what I was carrying, no one would go up to them and say, oh, I'll just take that from you. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's not there. like it looks like I'm why well, would be struggling with it mm-hmm. because someone who's littler than me would wouldn't have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. So why would it be an issue for me to carry it? Exactly. It's just that little mentality, yeah, that little yeah, yeah, switch yeah. that's like why are you doing this? Mm. You don't need to make an issue. Now you've done that, that's an issue. Yeah. I feel like it happens more from um I'm going to say certain European countries where there are less female <laughs> or there's more of a female-male divide. Yeah. That's happened before, where there's been a, a foreign um, a foreign touring engineer or a foreign band, and they just don't know how to talk to a female. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they just, or especially someone who is their equal. Mm-hmm. It's, it, was, it was just a really weird experience for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how or why, but I, I think that was a cultural thing. Mm. We've had bands from the southern states before where they've never seen a female engineer. They physically couldn't talk to me because they didn't know how to talk to me. And then they came up to me after the show and said, I'm really sorry about before. I just thought I'd just put it down to jet lag because they're from Texas or wherever, you know, somewhere. Um, And I just completely put it down to that. And then at the end they went, we're really, like, really sorry. Like, genuinely, this has been a really great show. Um, best sound on the tour so far all this kind of stuff but um really sorry we were really quiet earlier i went oh no don't worry you know long flights and all that and he went no i, I genuinely want to apologize because we'd, we'd never met a female engineer before so we just didn't know it, it just kind of really surprised us and didn't really know how to how to handle it and i was like okay um that's fine. I mean, gen- thank you for, for mm. apologising. I, but I genuinely put it down to jet lag like, and, and the fact that you were on tour. I don't expect you to be chatting mm. to me like I'm your best mate yeah. because we're not. We've just met. You know, it's that's cool. Mm. But it, does, it doesn't happen very often. But there have been a few tour managers from down south. Um, it's that, that kind of London attitude of where's my office? <laughs> oh, yeah, all those kind of guys. Um not again. Not everyone. Not everyone but from the, London. No, 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 no. Not everyone. But the odd person who's obviously been doing it for years, but they've sort of backed off doing it for a bit, and then they're sort of on the tour because they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So they're sort of there, and they don't really want to be, but then they've still got that attitude of the old school attitude. But then, having said that, I've met some amazing touring engineers who were just the best. Yeah. Like the absolute best. And they've been working with like the worst equipment. And before we even had the upgrade on a digital desk, we had a guy come in and I'm pretty sure he didn't tell me who he was working for, but he was at the MEN the next week. 
and I'd worked out what band he was with and he was like he'd been playing with him he'd been like their engineer for 20 years and I was like I know exactly who you're talking mm. about you're amazing you're lovely he didn't tell me anything he didn't name drop anyone he didn't need to yeah. you could just tell he was the most amazing guy and then the night before I'd had a horrible touring engineer he was like I went with the Arctic Monkeys I went with this guy I went with this guy and was just name dropping everyone and I literally tried to turn around to him and go I'm really sorry right I appreciate your name dropping and yeah I, I, I do know every band I've heard of every single band <laughs> that you're talking about but if I started naming some bands that I listen to you genuinely wouldn't have a clue who they are so can we not can we not do this let's just get on with with our job please yeah. because that's what we're here for yeah. and he still didn't he didn't he let off a little bit but it's just but that's that's again well that's nothing to do with me being female that's just rc sort of engineers <laughs> i'm better than they're you. just yeah it's it's that it just doesn't it, i i think it comes with actually a bit possibly more insecurity than maybe i think it's nervousness and it's especially if it's a touring engineer that's not been that's not met you before or has come to a venue that he's never worked in before mm. or he or she has never worked in before then i think they're likely to be like I am. I'm all right. I know what I'm doing. It's it's cool. It's just because yeah, I've I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I'm, I'm good, and it's all good. I think there's possibly an element of that mm. rather than I'm trying to show off. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm this is I'm too good for this place. Oh no! This the the RC engineer was definitely felt like he was too good for it. But I, I but I, yeah, I do support that point for some of it. That's probably yeah. That I mean, I, a good, I, yeah, I think a good rationale for it. I don't know. I think yeah, I think that that could be a factor. Yeah. Um, no. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know. I think there may have been. I think I don't know if there's been moments in my career where I've been like, "Well, I did. I've done this." Well, there've been times. Oh yeah, I'm sure there've been times when I've said, "Oh, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this." To maybe a promoter that's kind of giving me a nervous kind of vibe because mm-hmm. he's not met me before or he's never. Yeah, he's never worked with me. He doesn't before. know how the show's going to go. He doesn't or know how the show's yeah. going to go. And sometimes it's just a case. There are times when I'm like, "Okay, well, he's making me nervous, so mm. I'm just going to be like." Oh yeah, this is what L I've done to try and help him calm down or try mm-hmm. and help them just be like, okay, it's cool. I know He's, what I'm doing. You I can know, relax now. I know what I'm yeah. doing. It's cool. I've yeah. got this. <laughs> I got your back, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So I don't know if that that could be a factor. Yeah, no, it definitely could be. Yeah. It definitely could be. There is there is a very it doesn't happen very often, but it, there is a vague that that little lingering part of engineers that do think that they're better than everyone else but in manchester there are as i said earlier everyone knows everyone yeah and, and, and we all talk and we well. all we do we genuinely all just like chat without yeah, yeah. even chat like for instance for all your listeners at home uh, i actually met tim uh, without even meeting tim yeah. So when in that in that realm, when, you know, when I was saying earlier um, that I had one venue and then I had like three venues, um, Tim is was a name and a number from someone else, from a friend of a friend who would just get messages from me saying, I need an engineer at X, Y, Z. Can you do it? And then literally that would that would be it. Mm. But I didn't actually meet Tim till what, six months ago? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it was six months. It was UFC 205, wasn't it? Yeah, so we came around for a UFC night and Tim's here. And Tim was like, oh, yeah, you've got my phone number. I was like, oh, have I? We've talked plenty of times before. We've just never met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is like literally we all, someone will know someone who will know someone else. And it's a very small community, but it is a community. And I'd like to think that. And so no one that we work with especially has any of those I mean, everyone's got insecurities, but yeah. but no one is that that arsehole that's going to be the horrible engineer that's yeah, you know yeah, yeah. jaded because they're a failed musician or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Like no one's got that attitude because we genuinely love what we do, and I'd yeah. like to think that we are that breed that's come through yeah, from yeah, in yeah. the last sort of fifteen twenty years. Mm. We are. It is slow, the attitude of of almost like that selfish attitude of. I'm, 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 as opposed mm. to, I'm going to help you. Yeah. I'm going to make you, you know, even, you know, every once in a while, there are long shows. Mm. We all get a bit grumpy. We all get really <laughs> hungry on mm. shift. And then, like, you know, your ears start hurting or your eyes start hurting or you lose your face. You know, you get tough shows. But we're not arseholes yeah. from the set. Like, you know, it's going to be, it's get, we're all, we're all lovely basically yeah. so yeah. it's not we well are we done, are that Les. new breed that new breed of of we want to be helpful we want to to make sure bands are happy because we're all in bands yeah. and the best guys to do although i got really nervous one time because i had to do 
sound for a load of sound engineers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've done sound for you as well. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. they are the least picky people yeah, because yeah. they know that the room's going to sound completely different after sound check. They know that whatever happens when they're on stage, if they trust the engineer, so they'll just walk in and like, they won't really worry about it or think, oh, well, oh, we need to kind of see which side of the line the engineer's on. They'll just kind of hope that the engineer sort of knows what they're doing. And then when they're on stage later, if there's any issues, they kind of feel it go and they're literally the least picky people mm. to do sound for because they sort of almost irrevocably trust mm. who who's doing their sound, even yeah. if they don't know him. Because as a trade, we all sort of mm. support each other and that and that's that. But yeah, literally, mm-hmm. sound engineer is the best people to do sound for, even though it makes you really nervous because it means <laughs> yeah, that you've yeah, got to yeah. be really on point. Yeah, yeah. So I it think, makes, that means, that it makes, makes you, you do yeah, you do your best job because you're really nervous. And then they're just like, yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah, and you're yeah, there yeah. going, um, oh, yeah, yeah. um, no, um. <laughs> but I was, yeah, that's, I was speaking to um, uh, this girl called Ellie who you know mm-hmm. um, I know and Tim knows um, and sometimes she covers the second engineer job at Schloss and um, and I actually remember a time when we first uh, myself and Ellie first met was actually when uh, I mean and she went to SSR for a bit but she was doing a show with um, I can't remember the name of the band but she was on accordion of some sort mm-hmm. and it was like a, it was, oh, was it the awful truth yeah I, th- yeah, I think it was yeah. Yeah, yeah it was an awful accordion <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, but um, yeah, and she and I was like, oh yeah, cool. Well, yeah, well, I know that she's an engineer and she's done stuff, and she, I think she's done some stuff at Band of the Wall, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you wanna you wanna stay focused and do a really really good job, um, and I do remember she actually mentioned it last time she was working. She was like, oh yeah, I remember when you did Sound for Us, and it was really really good because you just like you seem to care, and that's and that's that's the really important part. Absolutely, is, yeah, is just caring and. Yeah. trying to you know help them as much as possible and be yeah. that um you're you know sound engineer sound engineer whether you're monitors front of, front of house system tech you're there you're a support role for yeah. the artist Absolutely. for for the, the client and if you do a good job and if you help them make if you make them happy if, you, if they're relaxed then they're going to have a much better performance get better reviews better contracts all that kind of shit I don't know I don't know how much like necessarily no it absolutely is an EQ on the bottom snare is possibly (laughs) going to affect their recording contract in 10 years time but you know it still could Um, but yeah it's uh, I think that's important I think it's just making building up a partnership and a collective and that's why things like communication and not being an an arsehole are really really important traits Absolutely. We have been talking for a long for time. For a very long time. Sorry. Oh, really? Sorry, and, uh, guys. No, no, no. This is why I love podcasts, is because you, you disappear down these different rabbit holes and mm. you can have a structure and you can just forget about <laughs> just it. Just throw it away. Well. Yeah. But I know that you need to go and work at some point. I, I am, today. I'm in work at four o'clock. Yeah, so I've got so. another 15 minutes if, so, if you well, wish. No, no, that's perfect. 15 right. minutes is perfect because um, I feel that we should start bringing this We together. digress. Okay. Yeah. So, um, listen there. <laughs> we're uh, we're reaching the end of our time together yeah. so um i'm going to ask you the questions that we ask uh, all of our guests okay um so first of all uh what was the last event that you went to as a a punter that you weren't involved in work wise that uh, really impressed you um so um i do, do you know what the one the one that sticks in my head I mean I've done quite a few things and I do parades quite a lot and stuff but obviously I'm not a punter um but I went to go see the XX at the Apollo uh, just on the recent tour yeah 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 I don't know if somebody went to that and week. it was incredible yeah. it was it was just perfect mm-hmm. like I mean I know I know that they love Manchester anyway and one of my mates actually got me into the xx in the first place um but she lives down in london now but she was um she, she's just been listening to like to, she's like oh jamie xx blah 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 and all this and she absolutely loved him um but we went to the manchester international festival thing that tree of codes oh no i did go to tree of oh, codes right, okay. which was amazing but um but massive attack did oh, yeah. a soundtrack yeah with Jamie 
yeah. as well. So I say Jamie like I know him, I obviously don't. <laughs> but uh, with Mr. Jamie, XX. With <laughs> Mr. <laughs> XX, the, 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 the guy with the massive MIDI station, yeah. um, which I tried to get pictures of, but I couldn't. It was gutting. I was, like, I was there going, right, playing spot the, spot the tech. I'll explain how in a minute. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, so Massive Attack and Jamie XX did this collab yeah. thing in in a warehouse in Manchester. Yeah. It was incredible. There was so it was we went on the first night. Did it only happen one? No, I think it happened for two nights. But we went on the first night, and it was really it would have been really great had the reviews not ruined it for everyone else yeah. because there were I mean there were obviously there were a couple of people in front of us when we actually me and Danielle went in and we were stood there and we were watching it and it was this really powerful piece that was amazing that you went in going one thing you went out feeling like this just a tiny individual like a little like a you just like like you, you were being herded and it was it was crazy it was amazing it was so good and uh, but these people in front of us had obviously dropped something before they went in because they thought it was a Massive Attack show. Uh-huh. It was just, oh, it's Massive Attack. Oh, let's get tickets. Oh, oh they're really expensive. Oh, it's Massive Attack, so it's going to be really expensive. Oh, brilliant. Um, and obviously they then got bored and left because <laughs> they obviously were expecting Massive Attack and got something very, very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that sort of got me into, I mean, I was into Massive Attack anyway, but then mm-hmm. that sign of kind of, cemented Jamie XX in my head anyway I'd not seen the XX live and um and my boyfriend's a massive massive fan of the XX and he's followed him since like their first show in Manchester which I believe was at Deaf Institute wow um and now Wave have promoted them like the whole Mm -hmm. time essentially um I don't I mean correct me if I'm wrong anyone any listeners listening and I'm saying incorrect incorrect information please do uh Mm. Oh, it's on a I don't know. Your dad place. know about that. <laughs> um, I love. Honestly, my dad rang me the other day and was like, "I like how that I'm the running joke here." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, we ref- we will we will try and me- reference you in every episode." Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. And um, but yeah, so uh, now we've been with them sort of from the beginning really and they've maintained that relationship with them and now we've put on the show at the Apollo, mm. um, ah. and it was just like the the just the xx on stage that it just looked phenomenal but because it obviously it was a big deal they play they were playing two nights in manchester and mm-hmm. i think they only did one night everywhere else mm-hmm. but the manchester show sold out so quickly yeah so they added another date and it, it equally like was close to a sellout i think it sold out on the night as well like with doors or whatever mm-hmm. And uh, but the stage was just set beautifully, and considering there's only three of them, mm-hmm. so you've got literally a guitar, a bass, and then like a sound station, yeah, mm. a sound station. Um, and so you can't really do much with that because they obviously need microphones. Yeah. Mm. So you they they can't really deviate. Anyway, they had um, was it five one two? They maybe had six or maybe five rotating mirrored panels. Right. Okay around the back of the stage and then like a couple of bars of lights and some, so it's, it's essentially a light show really mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as another show like a, an actual a gig I suppose but there isn't that much you can do with a, a very stationary performance yeah. um, where you can't really move about much so obviously lights are going to be your best friend and but how they did it was amazing as well and um, and so Jamie was on a riser and then you had the other two in front and then there was a mirrored ceiling as well, which you didn't uh, realise was right, mirrored okay. until it started tipping. So it lowered and then tipped. And so you could see like the, obviously the back of Jamie XX and then his entire station in front of him. So yeah. you were looking from his perspective. Yeah. From well, like upstage That's down sick. and it was so good. And I tried to get some pictures, but because of the lights, whenever I took a picture, the lights would just reflect mm. off the top of the mirror. So you couldn't quite see everything. Yeah. Um, but it was so good. And so these panels would, the side panels would spin round and then they were like, kind of, I would imagine I was trying to work out how, how they did it. 
because you know I'm lame and love doing that it's mm. like playing guess the microphone or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know during a stage changeover when people have put like sheets over things for the headliner yeah. and you've got the support and you're playing and you're kind of going oh what's under that sheet oh that's got to be like a, a drum kit and that's oh that could be like a brass riser mm. yeah yeah oh that and yeah so I was doing that with the lights <laughs> trying to guess what they were doing and how they were doing it but at one point they had like this stage wash which was a rainbow stage wash yeah. literally like that came in front like a curtain wow. in front of the and I've got pictures of it obviously I, you, I can't show it on a podcast but mm. um, oh yeah send us the p- pictures and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll put it on our Twitter, Instagram Instagram great yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah there's I mean there's a couple on the Now Wave page as well mm. like Wes obviously got really good pictures and mm. uh, because he was a lot closer than I was mm. <laughs> but um but yeah just some of them some of these this rainbow um this rainbow set of lights that they were doing it was just beautiful mm. everything about it was amazing um and that's actually just remind, reminded me of another show <laughs> but anyway but yeah but the xx really it was amazing and just they sounded great and they looked great they were just really great yeah but also but but also because they appreciate they genuinely yeah. love their audience yeah. as well and and a lot of bands do like don't get me wrong a lot of bands do yeah, yeah. but there are some bands that genuinely you can tell you can just you can tell that they get a little bit choked up or you can yeah, tell yeah. that they genuinely are like i can't believe i'm here mm-hmm. And even though they're like that on every show, they are genuinely like, like that, that on, every on every single show because it means so much to them. Mm. And and for me, the XX are one of those fans. And that was visible. Like, I'm not a huge fan. Mm. I, I mean, I really like them. They're great. But I'm not like a crazy, crazy fan. Mm. But you can tell just just by how they were how much that show meant to them. Yeah. So it was great. It was really, but it was it was good for so many reasons. Like the light show was amazing. <clears throat> the sound was great. Uh, I wanted to say like, you know, thanks Mr. Salman at the end, but he'd, <laughs> he'd gone off somewhere. So I, I didn't see him. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it, it looked great. It sounded great. And, and just the whole vibe in the place, like everyone was there to see them and they knew it and they loved it and they appreciated it. And it was, it was just perfect. It was mm. really, really good show. Cool. Okay, Amazing. so uh, same question, but uh, the last event that you were involved in that you, uh, you know, really kind of thought, yeah, that was something special. Did it involve any white pianos? <laughs> well, uh, it's got anything last... to do with the aura band. That was, that was the aura, that was, yeah, it was like the aura show. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't we... break any floor panels though, did we? No. Luckily. Luckily. At two grand a pop per floor panel. So, oh yeah, by the way, you've got a really small changeover and you've got to put this in front of the stage and wheel the piano on, but they put a dinner table in the way. <laughs> so like we had the PA and then there was a table and we were like, how how can we get the piano around there? The table's there, we're going to have to move the table. And like, you can't move the table. Like, why can't we move the table? Oh, because, you know, people are sat there. It's like, they're not sat there right now, are they? <laughs> they're not sat there right now. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, we can move the table now. They won't know that it wasn't there before, will they? <laughs> It's fine. Oh, no, no, no. It's, you, know, you can't do that. It's all right, fine. Oh, but, oh, wait, you know, you're wheeling the piano onto the stage. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you got to make sure you do it evenly because um, these slats break really easily. Oh, great. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Have you done that on purpose to make some more money out of the person you've hired it to? Is that, that, is that what it is? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were like a ridiculous amount of money per, per floor tile. Wow. And it was it was funny. Um, so not that one then (laughs) not that one Um, one that I was involved with that I thought wow this is great Um, do you know what there's been there's been quite a few Um, there's been my show last night was really great Um, and it was like the band itself was cool. I'm not really into like folky Americana Mm -hmm. atmospheric kind of stuff. I mean, I am and I listen to it, but again, I I mean, I sort of listen to everything or I make sure I try Mm. and listen to everything. Um, so it's not really my bag. Like if someone said, oh, what's your favorite folk Americana ambient kind of stuff? I'd be like, (laughs) I've got a playlist. (laughs) <laughs> that with stuff that I've gone, oh, that'll go nice on that playlist. What, what oh, does Spotify go nice. say? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I'll just, I'll put tunes on and mm. I'll go, oh, that'll go nice. So I've got playlists for work in case, because yeah. nine to about ten promos don't bring their own music. So I've got like a a bit of an indie one, a bit of a like 
a bit of a proper indie one with like Interpol and stuff on it. And then I've got like a one for carefully planned that uh, Matt Boycott Garnet's actually done himself. So I've still got that because that works really well for certain shows because it's such a mix on it. Uh, and I've got one for, say, uh, Hey Manchester shows, which are more folky Americana. Mm-hmm. And then I've got like a folk playlist for for more of the singer-songwriter. But I like the playlist to be not... I like them to be complementary to the evening, but yeah. not the same. Mm-hmm. So like if I've just got guys and guitars or girls and guitars or, you know, like small acoustic bands on stage I don't want guys and guitars or girls and guitars or small acoustic bands on the playlist mm-hmm. I want them to be similar but maybe with actual bands or guitars or something mm-hmm. else or a little bit more maybe ambient or something anyway yeah. um so the last show last night's show was great and uh, that was a band called Lowly uh who were great they're Danish uh, are they Danish yeah <laughs> we'll go with it yeah no they fact were yeah they're, fact check yeah uh, they're Danish, I believe, and um, yeah. So they were they were ace, um, really lovely as well. Their engineer was top, like he was mm. so great and um, really lovely as well. And he, but at the end of the show, he went, "Ah, oh, you um, you've made me. I've, I'm sweating. You've made me work hard in this. It's a hard venue, isn't it?" I was like, "You got to do a lot in the first couple of songs, haven't you?" Mm. And he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun, though. I've not." Like, that's not happened in ages. So that was really nice to hear mm. that he was... And then I looked at his graphic at the end because at the beginning I said, well, do you want me to keep my graphic or do you want to do one? And he said, oh, I just need a mic and I'll do one. I was like, all right, fine. Because he had a look at my graphic and then he went, oh, well, you've, you've kind of done quite a lot to it. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do one myself. And then I looked at his graphic at the end of the show and it pretty much looked like my graphic <laughs> at the beginning, <laughs> which was like a small personal victory for yeah, me. Yeah. So that was a really good show. But the last show that really wowed me was, um, this was this was a while ago though, mm-hmm. this must have been two years ago, um, Jack Garrett played in the castle. Oh, wow, okay. And it was just, it still is in my head, one of the best shows, um, one of the best shows that we've had in, like there's been a lot of good shows but it just, it was such a great show. Yeah. He's a hell of a musician. And, well, this is it as well. And he's, and he's awesome um, and a lovely guy. And because he does do everything himself, he, he just cares. Yeah. And he is just a really, a really great guy. Um, so, yeah, so that, considering it was, and I think it was, um, it was a, a very well-known promoter's show, but mm. obviously they were kind of going through the ranks because the castle is also used as a bit of a stepping point. Mm. So if you sell out X, you, you then go to Y and Z and et cetera. Mm. Um, so the castle tends to be like a primary stepping point for certain mm. people and certain promoters. And, um, and yeah, so, so Jack Garrett played and that still to this day sticks in my head as being one of the best shows that we've ever had in the castle, mm. because it was just so like, just to look at it, if you've not heard it before, it sounds like a guy and a guitar and in theory it is it's a guy and an electric guitar mm-hmm. but it, he's so much more than that yeah. yeah and just just his his presence on stage makes the performance yeah so that for me was ace it was just it was brilliant it was so awesome. cool but and because he does everything himself as well it was yeah. just it was just perfect mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's cool and obviously he's been doing loads of stuff he's at yeah. Co- uh, Coachella this year yeah. as well so like it's just big things for him and it it makes me again really proud mm. to be part of such a small venue mm. yeah. that has become almost like a stepping point mm-hmm. for certain artists yeah. it's proving ground yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. so it is yeah it's great um but I suppose yeah the the, the best one that I've been a part of has probably been in a from a venue situation is probably probably jack garrett but that was a while ago there have obviously been other really good ones yeah but just for me personally musically mm-hmm. as well like that was like pal right in the face like i listened to to all of jack's stuff mm, yeah. like all the time yeah. um but i just I, I really love it musically so it's very much my kind of thing uh-huh. um and he's on like a playlist of mine with like parliament and tower of power and like all of this <laughs> cool. like all the old school kind of stuff so yeah it's um yeah that that would be my my wow one. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. Ask me in another year. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, this is the thing. After, I did, after me and Liam did our podcast, I thought of like 
another three or yeah, four. It's just like, why didn't I say that? Yeah, oh, that why one was amazing. Oh, yeah. And I thought, yeah, no, because then I, I, I was doing that. There was that Facebook meme that was going around the other day where it's like, oh, here's ten bands. Oh yeah, that I, I haven't seen. Yeah, I picked the one that I haven't. And then I, so I did it, and then was like, oh, I'm embarrassed by this. I'm gonna take it down. But then I'd completely forgotten that I'd seen like Will I Am, or <laughs> and a few. There's a load of other bands like and Paramore. I've seen and there's a few there's a late yeah, those are bands that I've seen that I've just completely forgotten that yeah. I've seen um, and like the, the production for like Will I Am was pretty cool because yeah. I was at the MEN can I just uh, just as a quick thing just yeah. really quick um, the other show that I thought of mm-hmm. after when I was talking about the XX um, went to go see My Sugar oh yeah yeah right They're and love My Sugar anyway but one thing that well, I learned how many in your tea Pardon? No. Oh, I see. Yeah, Great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping that one in. <laughs> I don't quite know how to follow that. <laughs> Just punch him. <laughs> no, I think that's probably the best way to do Liam crying. Good contact, Matt. That was good. Good contact. Um, yeah, I went to go see my sugar at the Ritz. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I want to say they sounded amazing, because they did, um, I learned something that, that day that genuinely made me just love my sugar even more so their their sound engineer and lighting engineer have been with them since the beginning yeah. so they've been going four years mm-hmm. my sugar's lighting engineer doesn't use sequences oh, yeah, yeah. he does everything by hand yeah so nothing is on time, is nothing is anything. And for and for anyone who's seen a Meshuggah show, mm-hmm. it, it ain't simple lights. Mm, yeah. Like their lights are their show, like the band are ultimately in darkness for the whole thing mm. because that's sort of how mm. they want it. So it's all silhouettes and, and like there were there were lasers and stuff and all this kind of thing. But everything is so precisely timed mm-hmm. that it's just it's amazing. So as much as you know, you can say the sound engineer is part of the band. He's like another member of the band. The lighting engineer, Meshuggah's lighting engineer is as much of the part Mm. of the band Mm. as, as the rest of the band is. So without their lighting engineer, the band, Meshuggah wouldn't be able to really do a show because all of that is hand done. Mm -hmm. So he hasn't got any show files or any, anything. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So it just made me go, but that purely uh, like, so wow factor, like yeah. Meshuggah are amazing anyway. Mm-hmm. But that wow factor, just knowing that all of that was done by hand. Mm-hmm. Like for the XX, it was great, you know, it was cool. Yeah. And, but it wasn't particularly, I mean, it was complicated, don't get me wrong. So you yeah. probably, if you did that by hand, it would be a lot of work and all this kind of thing. But Meshuggah shows are so timed intimately with mm-hmm. like, and with the time signatures and everything, mm. everything is so tight to do that lighting show that specifically mm. for that band mm. is a lot of work. And it's so, so much, so much respect yeah. for not only the band, but their lighting engineer, because their lighting engineer, I don't want to say works harder than everyone, but <laughs> genuinely yeah. that's, yeah. It's, that is a lot. It's a lot of work mm. for one person and it's crazy what that guy can do. Mm. He's awesome. So good. So yeah. I don't know if it's the same, but um, certainly back in the day, uh, Metallica, yeah. their sound, their lighting guy was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but one of the bands I've seen a lot, which I really, really enjoy, um, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, I um, love Dillinger. Yeah, from when they first started out, there was always this guy sat <laughs> in the corner of the stage in the little corner just bashing away at buttons all the time just to get that kind of uncomfortable strobe and that that really kind of like I'm not sure I can take too much more yeah. of this kind of feeling to the show because it it's an intense show that's the idea it's yeah. not supposed to be a comfortable listen yeah, yeah there's nothing and add that to the fact it. you've got a front man who doesn't know where he needs to be on stage so is here there and everywhere yeah. without it's like he's in the audience two seconds later he's on like a speaker stack yeah two seconds later he's like on top of the drummer like mm. it's just, you can't and so that with a light show as well it's just yeah. it uh, yeah i do yeah. my eyes don't know where to look yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting some lighting guys into her chat yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something I, I genuinely know nothing about yeah i can, yeah. I can set, a, set a lights up and like you say you can make them flash and go right that'll do yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that looks really pretty i'm gonna leave it there in yeah, case yeah. i ruin it so, all you yeah. need is strobe and blinders that's um, all you need 
Just a bit of strobe, a bit of blind. Just make sure you put up that health and safety one in there, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell. I think we're done. Thank you very much, Lucinda. Absolute I really pleasure. enjoyed that. Um, if people want to get more of an insight into you where can they find you online and you know where, where, um, where can they keep i have in touch with i you? have a certain online presence um okay. i am <laughs> at brucey ginger on mm-hmm. instagram um i do have twitter uh, of the same name um or i'm lucinda potter uh, but i do have an email address and stuff when you can normally find me in the castle or gulliver's or the eagle um but yeah, failing that, get in touch with the uh, show. Someone can forward you one yeah. to me. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. if they, if they want. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm normally about. I'm in town normally, um, but I do also have a, an email address. But uh, but yeah, if you if you do want to come in and shadow and whatever, um, as I say, I do. It is kind of sporadic with being either on tour mm. or this or here, there, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But get in touch with one of the venues and they forward you one to me. Brilliant. Excellent. Thank you very much. Pleasure. There you go. Well, that was our very, very lovely chat with Lucinda Potter. I really enjoyed that one. Um, Lupo Fiasco. The what? Lupo Fiasco. <laughs> that's that's her nickname. I remember coming home from a yeah, from a gig with her at like four in the morning and going back to the unit. And then we just left this note for the next team that was coming back to the unit a little bit later. And it was just like, it's just ramble of ramble stream of consciousness because we were so tired and so done with the day. And we've, <laughs> we signed it off as I think I was like MC Shane versus Lupo Fiasco. That was, <laughs> that was our two, our tag team name. Cool. Yeah. And cool. um, yeah, well, <laughs> a little tidbit for you. <laughs> just going back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that she brought up the uh, being a female in a what is a male-dominated industry. Um, yep. I don't think we need to say any more about that. Yep. Um, but yeah, great insight. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Yep. And we will be back next month. Indeed. If you want to stay in touch with us. Uh, go to uh, our Facebook and our Twitter, which is uh, at ProValuesCast. Or Instagram, which is at Production Values Podcast, or you can email us uh, at uh, which is uh, Production Values Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please do get in touch. Yep. Uh, um, we'd love to hear some questions. We'd love to hear some suggestions, maybe a bit of criticism. Yeah, that's fine. Keep it kind. We, we, can, we can cope with that. I can handle um, it. Yeah. Um, also, big shout out for I posted a link to it on the, uh, the Live Sound subreddit. Um, what's a reddit a reddit is is it's kind of like a i'll google it um <laughs> uh basically for for the yeah, for the people on reddit thanks a lot uh, got some really really nice feedback from the guys from reddit really nice load, load of subscribers and stuff um i got a lot of suggestions um from i think on some of the american listeners to try and put us on google play music because i think um google plays music it doesn't affect certain telephone uh, data plans um the problem is i did try so those who are listening i did try and do it but google play music isn't available in the uk um so if anyone in america fans who who is trustworthy wants to try and put our rss feed onto a google plays music uh would be much appreciated um and then yeah hopefully that would be easier for people to uh, to listen to so yeah we um yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was really really good. Uh, really appreciate a lot of the comments and stuff. And um, yeah, I hope you continue to listen to us, and we'll probably post about it some more later on. We will indeed. All right, take Amazing. care, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.